Today, I want to do something a little bit different. Normally, we really focus on basketball since this is obviously a basketball podcast, but on today's episode of the Aggie Wagon podcast, we're going to take an opportunity to have a short audio profile on Vershawn Cotton, the Aggie's backup point guard. Johnny McCants, the Aggie's star forward, is going to be a dad and could potentially be absent for Thursday and Saturday's games since his girlfriend is due to give birth to the couple's first child on Friday, and fatherhood is something that Vershawn and Johnny have actually talked about. Vershawn is a redshirt junior this season, and he had his son when he was a senior in high school. His child is now four years old, but he only gets to see him a few weeks out of the year because of the amount of time that basketball takes up. Also, Vershawn actually arrived in Las Cruces less than three hours before the Aggies' crimson and white scrimmage in October. It's one heck of an interview, and you're definitely going to want to stick around. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Aggie Wagon Podcast, a place for New Mexico State men's basketball skeptics, fanatics, doubters, and really anyone who likes basketball. I'm your host, Stephen Wagner. Let's shoot the breeze. Vershawn, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sometimes there's there's certainly things that are bigger than basketball, and obviously this is one of them. Um, you know, has the team had any conversations this week about Johnny's upcoming fatherhood? Like, is this something that you guys have discussed as a team in the locker room? Uh, like it came it came up shortly, but not really discussing. Like a lot of stuff that we do, like a lot of personal stuff that happens, we don't really like discuss it as much as people would think like but no we ain't we haven't really discussed it like of course we were happy for him we was at his baby shower and things like that but like we haven't really discussed it like that he know that we we here for him and we love him did you have any advice for him or anything like that uh even though it's it's obviously um pretty hard to uh to put yourself in those shoes and uh you know have you had any conversations with him i yeah i, I actually did have i had one with him one like, I feel like the main thing for him is like he he got the community on his side. He been here five years. He had all of that. Everybody's here is rocking with him. I feel like now he really has something to play for. It's more than just a community. More than just playing here at New Mexico State. Like he got a whole child to play for. Like that child eat based off of what he does. So I feel like that. I mean that's what I told him. Like and because I have I honestly have a child of my own. I have a four-year-old boy that I've been going through stuff like that with too. Like I said, it's multiple people on our team that have kids and that got stuff to work for. So it's more of a mature type of team. But yeah, that's all I told him. Like now he got something to work for. It ain't just, it ain't just for fun no more. It's a business. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, I, I didn't know that you were a parent as well. Um, whenever, uh, so whenever you're in kind of a situation like this, um, you know, Clearly, basketball takes up a lot of your time. Um, can it be, you know, difficult uh, or anything, you know, knowing that you might not be able to spend as much time uh, with your kid as you might want to because of oh, the amount definitely. of time that basketball takes? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like, every day, every day, like, I haven't, my, my kid, four years old, like, I had my son when I was a senior in high school going off to prep school. And like I bounced, I went to Akron, then I went straight from there to Long Island, Long Island three years. Then came here like 
I probably get about two weeks, two weeks at home every summer. So it, it's like, it's definitely hard. Like definitely hard not being away from my, my kid. Like definitely. But I feel like it's a purpose in this, in this basketball is going to be the vehicle for me to get, have my, for my kid to have happiness. So it's a, it's a sacrifice. Whenever, uh, whenever Johnny has his kid, uh, do you feel like you guys, you know, might grow a little bit closer, maybe bond over, uh, you know, both just, you know, being parents? Do you, do you feel like that's something that you, that you could see happening? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like Johnny, it's crazy because it's like a big brother, little brother, like Johnny older than me, but I had my kid before him. So like, I made a lot of mistakes I made or a lot of separation that I had from my kid from basketball, sorts like that, like, I could feed off to him. But he's older than me, so it's kind of like a tricky situation. Like, so I feel like it would definitely be a help with him having a kid. Uh, if you could give Johnny one piece of advice about being a parent, uh, you know, what what piece of advice would you give him? If I can give him one advice about being a parent, mm, I I give him advice of knowing that he he not gonna be there a lot for his for his son due to like basketball reasons. Like make sure he put that voice in his son ear like that can nobody take away. I feel like for if you want me to sum that up, I say like be something that be something to his son that nobody else can be to his son. That's probably about it. Like. Cause I feel like my separation with my son and me being away, like I, when I go home, I can't just be mad at my son. I, if he do something, I can't just be upset because he only gets to see me two couple weeks. So it's like you got to be on that good side so he always have good memories when you're gone and know that you're doing it for a reason. So, um, turning you know, turning turning to a different page for a second. I don't think. A lot of people know this, uh, but you were actually the last commitment in this year's class whenever you came to New Mexico State in mid-October. And you actually arrived in Las Cruces just a few hours before that preseason inter-squad scrimmage. Um, Can you walk me through sort of what your recruiting process was like uh, and kind of how you got here? Like when you started talking to coaches and then when you decided that you wanted wanted to be an Aggie and how the heck you even got to Las Cruces to begin with? Um, well, it, I, was, I had entered the transfer portal. I was at LIU. I entered the transfer portal around, like, May. I, like, real last minute I entered the transfer portal. And as soon as that happened, like, one of the assistant coaches here had called me introduced themselves and said they was looking like for a point guard and somebody to come in to play right away because there was a lot of injuries going on. And one of the point guards they recruited before had decided to leave. Um, so they were choosing between me and, like, another person. And so basically in the beginning, from, like, from May all the way until, like, the end of August, they had chose somebody else to come play here over me. I had other schools that I was – that was looking at me, but they wasn't as big as, like, where I'm at right now. So, like, the coach, the assistant coach here just said, be patient, told me to keep working, and hopefully, like, God got something planned for me. And so, and then August came, and I got the call. 
and they told me like they needed a point guard. So that's how my situation happened. I ended up coming last minute, coming here. Yeah, so uh, that scrimmage that you guys played, uh, the Crimson and White scrimmage, uh, that was your first real introduction to the team, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scrimmage happened. So the scrimmage was set for, I think it was 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. So, like, when they started, when they told me that I was here to come here, it was literally uh, a day before, a day before I came here. So, like, I had to get all my stuff packed up and get on over here. I think I got here, I showed up here at, like, around, like, five o'clock like an hour before the scrimmage really so like did you just have to like basically like hightail it to the pan am okay well actually first i guess logistical question uh did you fly into el paso yep calling to el paso by like 4 30 then the drive the 40 minute drive here so i got here by like 5 10 and that i wasn't going to play in the, the game that they had but what happened was like it was like three players that was injured and that was out so they they was down and they needed a person to play, but like I was I wasn't conditioned, I wasn't in shape, I wasn't man. But yeah. So uh, so who came and picked you up? How'd you uh, how how did you get like to the scrimmage itself? Oh, uh, one of the assistant coaches, one of the assistant coaches came and picked me up from the airport and drove me um straight to the Pan Am suitcase, kept my suitcases and stuff in the car played the game and afterwards they introduced me like to where I was living at and things like that. You were at Long Island uh, before you got to NMSU. I'm curious, uh, what are some of the biggest differences that you've seen between uh, your last school and this new school? You know, what are, what are, you know, what are some, and what are some similarities for that matter? Okay. Like differences as far as like school wise, LIU was way much smaller. It was, basically feel like just the city. New York itself was what 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 was turning me on. Like but school wise the school was small, private school, like and here I feel like it's way more open space, bigger. Like it feel like a a, re- a real university. Um but basketball wise, I feel like Long Island at Long Island it was more fit for my game. It's just that we had a lot of guards that was there so um I was playing out of position, but as far as like game wise, I feel like LIU was definitely more fit for my game. Here, I feel like it's not really fit for my game, but it's something that I can work into and grow into and change. Like I'm willing to change, but it's just the fact that I never had nobody to force me to change, like Coach Jans was doing. So I feel like the similarities would be just the, the basketball competition. Competition here at LIU is pretty much the same. Tough competition at both schools, and that that probably be the only thing. So, um, turning you know, turning turning to a different page for a second. Uh, there's a chance okay. this week. Um, nothing is set in stone yet, but there's a chance that you guys could be without Johnny McCants um, since his girlfriend is due to give birth to their son on Friday. Um, I'm just curious. Have you ever missed a teammate before because his girlfriend, wife, partner, or whomever is giving birth? Is that a situation that you've ever like been a part of? Never. Okay. 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 Now let's rephrase. Let's combine that question you just asked me before. Like with this school that I'm here and now, we got more adult men, more like grown up men that got more stuff in their life going on. Prime example: Johnny McKent. Like with it, with a kid going on. I never ever 
been at no university with a person that, you know, going through something that he going through. Like, and we got multiple other people down the line that got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things like that. So I would say one of the, yeah, one of the biggest differences, I've never been in no situation like this. So that that's crazy to me. All right. Well, Vershawn, thank you so much, man. You have been an absolutely fantastic guest. Uh, really hope that we're able to continue this conversation at some point in the near future. Uh, but best of luck to you guys Thursday and Saturday. And uh, I'll talk to you very soon, my guy. Yes, sir. Have a good one, sir. You too. Now then, real quick, before we get into the way out Wagner prediction, let's do a quick rundown of what happened in the last week. The Aggies returned to the court Saturday night against Grand Canyon, which came after a week-long break, which effectively put NMSU into football mode heading into the contest, and it seemed like it paid off. NMSU beat the Lopes 71-66 to to win back-to-back games and take a crucial step forward in the race for the conference title, and Grand Canyon lost its third straight game and is now three full games out of first place. NMSU jumped up to second in the conference after Seattle shocked Sam Houston State, by coming back from a 19-point deficit in the first half and still ended up winning 78-63. The Aggies are back in action again Thursday night against Cal Baptist and against Seattle Saturday, both games at home. But, as we've said, they could potentially be without Johnny McCants. Johnny's girlfriend, Samantha, is expected to give birth on Friday, so Johnny could potentially miss one or both games with his girlfriend, too. Chris Jan said as of Monday, the Aggies were game-planning with the expectation that McCants would still be available, but he noted that it is obviously subject to change and they'll deal with the situation as it changes. And for this week, NMSU plays California Baptist Thursday and Seattle Saturday, both games at home. And whether or not the Aggies have Johnny McCants for one, both, or neither games, I'm going to say they should win regardless. I like NMSU 77-59 over Cal Baptist Thursday. And Saturday, I have NMSU taking down first place Seattle and reclaiming its seat on the top of the conference by a score of 75-70. to Folks, that's it for Season 1, Episode 12 of the Aggie Wagon Podcast. Again, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, be sure to leave a like if you enjoyed the podcast. You can follow the Las Cruces Sun News' NMSU basketball coverage on our website, and you can follow me on Twitter at StephenWag22. That's Stephen with a PH. So until next time, I'll bid you folks farewell and happy trails. That shining desert moon She's got a smile